You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room with eight different Western New York locations with over 300 beers to choose from. Open seven days a week from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 p.m. and later, live entertainment, trivia, music at all eight locations, seven days a week. And one of Western New York's only kid and dog friendly bars. And Buffalo Go Apparel, one of the greatest spots to get all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs, whether it's your hats, my preference, got them both right here, the uh, say, the Buffalo Hockey Trucker Cap, and the Bills uh, Snapback, Buffalo NFL logo Snapback. Make sure you go check them out, Buffalo Go Co. on Instagram and Twitter. I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, and uh, Sabres win. Two in a row, uh, second of the dad's trip, beating the Columbus Blue Jackets, two to one. UPL coming up big once again. The defensive effort was phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I thought that uh, they out, again another game where you outshoot. Again, I know these wins too are against like teams that are on the bottom of the conference, but every point matters at this point. I really don't care who they come against. Um, I don't care how good the win is, how ugly the win is. Doesn't matter if we win six to five or two to one. Doesn't matter to me. Get the points while you can, which is what Buffalo did tonight. Winning two to one with goals from Connor Clifton getting his first as a Buffalo Saber and the Latvian locomotive Zemgis Gergensens. Uh couldn't be any happier. You know, I mean, obviously you want a more decisive win against a bottom feeding team, but Hey, we're kind of a bottom feeding team too. But again, um, if you are a person who, as I always will be until the day they're mathematically eliminated, that holds out hope for the playoffs. Um, you know, again, every point matters. Uh, one thing I definitely want to bring up. Um, and I tweeted about it during the game is how much better offensively Zemgus, I'm oh, sorry, Zemgus, uh, Peyton Krebs has looked since being moved on to a line with Benson and Paterka. 
he looks like a completely different player offensively. And I know I saw a lot of takes about how Peyton Krebs thrived, learned a lot defensively playing on that line. Sure. I guess we can say that, but like he was always not, he always wasn't, was a decent defensive forward. He, you never really had issues with his defensive play. I'm sure he learned a lot playing with guys like Gergens and Zach Poso for as long as he did. But at the end of the day, man, he is part of the, you know, arguably the the biggest trade in franchise history. And you have, again, you have to say, um, you need more from him offensively. I mean, am I lying? Tell me the truth, right? You do. And um, offensively, uh, he's very gifted, very talented, uh, smart, quick with the puck, uh, smart, makes smart decisions, quick hands, uh, and he has a decent shot. Um, we just never really got to see him showcase at all because he plays a position where, honestly, he's in his own end most of the time, kind of like in a shutdown line type of role. Um, which again has helped his game in the long run, but in the, the day, like you need, need, need him to start producing offensively, especially again, when he was a part of the Jack Eichel trade. Um, I, I was really happy with his game tonight. I would say close to his best as a Buffalo Sabre. Um, he was up and down the ice quick with speed, making quick, making quick, uh, smart decisions that were leading to high danger chances. Loved, loved, loved Peyton Cubs game. Jordan Greenway, too, um, has slowly but surely started becoming like a favorite of mine. Uh, Greenway has, um, I think, really settled in. Uh, I, I rarely find myself watching Jordan Greenway and thinking, like, man, like he just, I need more from him. It's quite the opposite. And he really does um, provide this team with a lot. And with whatever role they ask him to play right now, I believe he's playing with uh, middle stat and free who's on the other side of him uh, on the other side of Casey. But like, again, so happy with the efforts we're getting from guys like Jordan Greenway, guys like Peyton, uh, Peyton Krebs, almost said Peyton Paterica, well, tongue tied tonight. Um, couldn't be happier. So Sabres win two to one. Um, on the dad's trip, don't let the dads go home. You know, keep them in Buffalo. When we come back to Buffalo, they got to stay. We were undefeated with the dads. Um, and they'll look to make it three in a row in their next matchup. So, I don't know, maybe we'll do a giveaway, too, for if they find a way to win three in a row. Uh, we got a few comments here in the peanut gallery from Kevin. Darlene, five games in a row with over 29 minutes. Might be why he fans on some shots now. Yeah, I mean, the guy is a workhorse, right? You know, we called Dylan Cousins the workhorse from Whitehorse. Well, we got to find a nickname for Darlene in that sense because the guy just logs insane amount of minutes and is usually consist- consistently producing. Um, I, he is worth every penny we're paying him, every single penny. And um, there, are, there are very few defensemen who log the kind of ice time he does on a night-to-night basis. So, um been really happy with this game. I mean, you can nitpick it here and there. Um, when you have a losing hockey team, you can nitpick every player up and down the lineup. But uh, Darlene, again, with nearly 30 minutes of ice time. Um, the next six games are tough and will be a challenge. Yeah, they will. We play a tough part of the schedule. You know, these teams that we're going to be going up against in the stretch here where every single point matters, you can't afford to walk away from games without even without even a loser point. But the good thing is this team has played up to their competition plenty in the past. 
Um, with that being said, uh, I would like, and I said this on the last, um, on the live on the last post game, one thing I would like to see them to do um, to get this power play going, start double shifting Tage Thompson or Rasmus Dahlin on the, on the first and second units. I mean, I, I know you don't want to run these guys ragged, but we're in a point of the season where you have to, have to, have to get points in every single game. You don't have Owen Power on that second power play unit. So I really think it would be a good idea for Don Granado to start double doubling one of those two guys because you have to get this power play going. I know we're three quarters of the way into the season, and some might say it's too little too late, but like you can't afford to be going 0 for 3, 0 for 4 on night from a night to night basis on the power play. I know it's looked slightly better under Don Granado, but it hasn't still hasn't been good enough. Start double shifting like like again like Washington does with Ovechkin like I'm sure Pittsburgh has in the past with like Crosby and Malkin like these guys are being played to be your top paid to be your top elite goal scoring players start playing them like that like I don't know shorten your bench start to shorten your bench in the third periods too like um every point matters here going down the stretch for Mauricio uh too many lost face-offs all game all year round what's the solution Dwayne key face-off losses will come back and a haunt saber is this so-called pretend playoff run? Hey, listen, we're not calling it a playoff run. We're just not out of we're we're just not mathematically out of the playoffs yet. So again, every point matters. I'm done rooting for my hockey team to lose. I, I will not do that. I will will not do that. Um face-offs, yeah, it's been an issue all season. Casey Millstat, for the most part, you know, has probably been their better, you know, 50% or higher face-off guy, but Dylan Cousins has struggled in the face-off circle. Tage Thompson has struggled in the face-off circle. They all have, man. And it it's it is irritating. It really is. I uh um especially those offensive zone face-offs, you know, possession is everything. Anyone who says face-offs don't matter in the NHL, uh, they don't not watch hockey at all because um if anybody knows, actually I was watching this highlight uh, earlier today, not to bring up the past, but Everyone knows the who else, who else, Chris Jury, uh, uh, Jury, uh, goal against the Rangers started with a huge faceoff win. Same thing with, uh, the goal later that game, uh, in, um, we were up and I got off scored from the point. Um, some speculated it was Vanek that tipped it in, but, um, it's credit to Max, big faceoff win. Faceoffs matter, especially in the offensive zone, but in the defensive zone, in both ends of the ice. Um, we don't really have a clutch face-off guy. And I don't know if that's a, some situation in the offseason where you might have to hire a coach that maybe uh, amongst all of the other, you know, types of insight he might offer younger, you, this team is his ability to win face-offs because this team is atrocious on the face-off dot. They are bad. They are really, really bad. So they, there's something that has to be done with them when it comes to face-offs, for sure. Um, from Kevin, nine points back from Tampa for the wild card. Unfortunately, you don't have enough head-to-head wins with them, unfortunately, because you lost them earlier this year. They barely beat the two worst teams in the conference. The skill guys aren't getting it done. Two straight games with fourth-line goals caused by hustling around the net. Ice the puck like it was game seven. I agree. You're not getting enough from your top six. And you're barely getting anything from your bottom six. Um, I, I know how well UPL is playing right now, but like this isn't the years, the mid to late 90s, where 
you got Dominic Hasek back there, and you can just play solid defense and win games one nothing, two to one, or three to two every other night. Like you need to start scoring more. You need Tage Thompson to put the puck in the night. You need to Alex Tuck to put the puck in the night. You need Jeff Skinner to put the puck in the night. You need Dylan Cousins to put the puck in the net. You need JJ Paterka to keep putting the puck in the net. Um, you, you can't afford these, you know, every other couple game goal droughts that these players go on constantly, you know, you, you need guys like, like Ovechkin just had, you know, he had what an eight game goal streak, you know, after the all-star break, like, like you need guys to do stuff like that. You need it. You absolutely need it. And right now, more than ever, you got to dig down deep and find ways to get the puck in the net. And I've been harping on it all season. I feel like it's been highlighted more recently after that post game from Don Granado. Than it than it has that more than it should have been, but this team has had major issues with getting the net all season long, getting bodies in that all season long, getting pucks to the net all season long. That being said, two games in a row, pucks and bodies in the net, you come out with a W. You this is from this point forward, every time you have got you you have, you have possession in the offensive zone, you need a goalie literally right. You got to be damn near borderline, you know, taking a goalie interference penalty. Because that's how in the grillies grill you have to be from here on out. You there's no more uh, this lackadaisical you know drive by stuff in front of the opposing goalie uh, goalies. Not like you need to be parked in front. You need to be setting up screens. You need to be causing havoc in front of the opposing goaltenders. And if you're not, then you don't want to win. Then you don't care about enough about making playoffs. Because if you're not gonna go out there with the same mindset that guys like Jordan Greenway go out there with, then get off the ice. You know. Every single point here matters. I've said that six times now, I think, in this post game. Every single point matters. You cannot afford to not go out there and leave it all out on the ice. You know, in the defensive zone, you got to be willing to block a shot with your face. You know, the season isn't lost until the math says it's lost. So you better be willing to do whatever it takes to secure one to two points every single game. Um, And that includes your top guys. Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner, JJ Paterka, you know, whoever you got filling in for, for Quinn, you know what I mean? Like Casey Middlestat, like even he like has been a little quiet. I, I, I need more from those guys. I need those guys to start laying it all out there on the line and do whatever it takes to put themselves in a better position, make hockey fun, you know, on down the stretch. I don't care about, I don't even care unless you're going to like put yourself in a position to get Celebrini, which I doubt we're not that lucky. Um, I don't care about draft position, man. I really, really don't. We're so chock full of prospects. Like we need to be trading a guy, guy or two just because there's no, there's going to be room for them on this team uh, for all of them. All the first round picks that you have, you know, used on guys like Rosen, Oslin, Kulik, Savoy, you know, just, you know, these, these players that you just don't have room for everybody with the guys you have signed long-term already. You just don't. And um, you're going to have to make good hockey trades. You're going to have to make smart free agency signings. You can't do what you did last off season. Um, if you want this team to be a contender, I was in a group chat earlier while it's the game. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Pat Davis. You know, he's talking about, I hope I harp on the Pat Kane thing a lot, but you got to find guys like, like, like Pat Kane, and I'm not saying, you know, 
former superstars, but a, a, a failing team's better players. Maybe not the age of pack game, but guys that are between the ages of like 30 and 34 that, you know, are a team that look into rebuild that are, you know, might have a little term left on their, on their contract, maybe a year or two at a, at, at an, a, a reasonable price, or maybe they're willing to eat some of that salary because again, they are rebuilding and just go for it, man. Like go for it. Like Nazem Kadri in, in Calgary. I know it's a pipe tree, but like, come on. Like that's a team that looks to rebuild. And Nazem Kadri, I believe is definitely on the table of, uh, you know, for the flames uh, at the deadline. You know, guys like Blake Coleman, definitely on the deadline. Like, I want guys like uh, uh, Provokov. Was it Provokov uh, on Columbus? I know he's a his rookie year, but the guy was a fourth-round pick, and look how well he's developed. Six foot five, 240 pounds. The guy is just a big bag of meat, and he's good, and he plays hard. He's gritty. He uses the body, and he can score. Like, those are the type of players I want. I, I, I'm done with. I don't, I don't want to say undersized because I love Zach Benson and people consider him undersized, but I just need more size in this lineup. Like, I just need it. Like, you don't have enough size. You don't have enough guys willing, as I said earlier, to sit in front of goaltenders or to go clear out the front of your own net. Like, you don't have enough of that. And it's been a big problem on this team for years. And you need to address it, Kevin Adams. You just have to. You don't need superstars. I know. I mean, I called. I called for Kadri. I don't know if people consider him a superstar, but he's a seventy-plus point player. Like, I need more size. I need more tenacity. I need more grit. I know people hate those buzzwords and jam, but it's true. You need that right now. And if you want this team to, to have any any semblance of uh, being being tough to play against. That's what you need to add to this lineup, man. You don't need more perimeter shooters like you already have. You need guys that get in the middle of the ice, get in the get in the dirty areas, are willing to get hacked at, get cross-checked, and are willing to dish that out too. That's what you need right now on this hockey team. And I, I think most people would agree with me. I, I genuinely do. We have enough of those perimeter guys and those skill guys who, you know, can dish the puck. But they're too more more willing enough to sit on the outside rather than push to the front of the net and push to those those, those tough areas uh, where you where you catch a rebound or you screen the goalie or maybe you cause a deflection. That's what you need more of, man. I would love to see the numbers on that, like the number of where we sit in the league on goals deflected in. Uh, uh, you know, not even intentional deflections, just deflections. You know, I, I guarantee you we're damn near the bottom of the league. We're near, the, you know, we're near the bottom league in scoring, but like that especially, man, because that is what separates good and great teams or bad and good teams. It's just willing to go to those areas of the ice and willing to take that type of punishment in order to secure two points. That's what Buffalo really, really does lack. Another point, another comment here from Ricky's channel. The Rangers with Chris Drury get two big tough guys and win three in a row, throwing Lindy's Devils around like a gar- like garbage last night. Yeah. Um, Rangers are a tough team to play against. They are, you know, um, even what's even more impressive is many would say that even though he's still plays is playing good. Like this is a season where Shesterskin has struggled. And surprisingly enough, Johnny quick has come in and really helped stabilize the net. You know, Igor has again, not been the guy we've 
become accustomed to watching, you know, the Rangers had the, the uh, for the for the Rangers and that and um, Johnny Quick has really stabilized that stabilized it for them and but they have a, a lot of size and they're a lot of meanness on that team. Like Drury knew knows what he's doing as the GM there and like I like guys like Keandre Miller. Keandre Miller is such a fun player to watch. He's got high skill. He's mean. He can hit. Like you go to the front of the you, you go to the front of the net in the in the in the in the the Rangers zone, and Keandre Miller's out there. Look out because he's going to give you a couple of whacks. He's going to give you a couple of cross checks. He's not going to make it easier for you out there. And again, that's I I would I would trade Savoy and Osland or Rosen or all three for Keandre Miller, hundred percent because he's worth it. 100% worth it, um, more so than some of the defensemen already on this team. Uh, but, again, uh, Sabres win 2-1. to one. Uh, A win is a win. I'm going to pull up the schedule here right now just so we have a uh, Hurricanes uh, on Sunday at 6 p.m. Carolina is always a tough team to play against. Um Rod Brindamore is just a great coach, um, great defensive. My head, head is askew. Um, great defensive coach um, with, you know, very elite uh, goal scorers on that team. Um, and then you have the Panthers, the Lightning, the Golden Knights, and the Jets uh, followed up by another matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs on March 6th. Um, very, very difficult schedule coming up. No doubt about it. You're home. You're home against the uh, Hurricanes, and you go on the road down to Florida to the Panthers. Then you're go up against the Lightning in their house. Those are two games where you could easily go zero and two. Uh, and then you're back home against the Vegas Golden Knights uh, on Saturday, March second. Home against the Jets, and then on the road in Toronto against the Leafs. Uh, and the, the schedule just doesn't look, get any easier. You got the Oilers, who one of the hottest teams in hockey. The Red Wings are starting are heating up. They're I, I think they're still in a wild card spot. Uh, then you got the Islanders, the Red Wings again, the Kraken, who I don't think you've ever beaten, the Canucks, the Oilers. I mean, you, you, this schedule is so tough. Um, I'm not gonna say the good thing is, but the optimistic, the really cautiously or overly optimistic person is you have found ways to play up to talent this year. The biggest issue has been you just always played down to certain teams. Luckily, that wasn't the case the last two games. However, it was the case against the Ducks. Um, actually, I don't know if I would say it was the case against because you outshot them by a lot, and I would say Johnny Gibson stole a game. But still, it's the Ducks. You should win that game nine times out of ten, and you lost them twice this season. That's inexcusable. Um, I'm pulling up some of the quotes from the post game. I know there was a lot of talk about the dads being on the trip. Uh, a lot of talk about the dads being on the trip. Let's see here. Pull up Brian Koziel's post-game tweets from after the game. Let's see here. Uh, Granado says Krebs was excellent tonight. Has been great lately. Says he was put in so he has put in so much work and it's come to fruition for him. Again, we've we've been saying it for mo- a lot of time this season. Like Peyton Krebs hasn't been given the opportunities that they probably should have given him early in the season in order to play what, you know, play up to his potential offensively. Like, and not to knock guys like Gergensen, Ock, Poso, but they can't keep up with him. 
They're not on the same level skill-wise as him. There's not anymore. Granado says they stuck with it tonight, the intent upon winning, playing the game the right way, sticking to the process has been at another level lately, which has been great. Both nights, guys were very intent. Compete was high. Pace was high. When you have those things, things usually work out for the better. Um, more from – trying to pull up more from uh, Brian Cozio. Uh, Connor Clifton says the six-on-five play in the final three minutes and 30 seconds was good because they didn't let Columbus get to the middle. They protected in front of UPL very well for in that time period. I think they protected UPL – very well, like in front of the net, just in general, a game. And honestly, I think they've protected the front of the net very well through this stretch he's had. I, I think that, I, I, along with, you know, giving Ukopakalukin and his flowers with how good he's been, I think defensively compared to where they started this year, um, it's been night and day different uh, in front of their own net. Less, I mean, there's still some puck watching, but a lot less of it. Um, I'm not going to say they're playing like, you know, they're playing with grit and jam in front of their own goalie, but I would say I, I, I complain less about guys, you know, using their sticks as windshield wipers rather than picking sticks up, taking bodies at the plate and forcing their will. Um, I would say that I've complained a lot less about that. Clifton on his game-winning goal, when we get to the net, you push the goalie back to the crease. The past couple of games we've been getting to the net. And that's the thing, like, Imagine if you've been doing that all season, man, all season. I can promise you if they had been going to the net all season, like they have been in this past two weeks, like they're, they're in the hunt for the play, a playoff spot right now. Without a doubt, they are absolutely. UPL says they kept going with their game despite falling behind again, says they also were very good in the finals, final, <coughs> excuse me, three minutes, 30 seconds. In the six on five uh, situation, yeah, I mean, Columbus pulled their goalie very early. Uh, more from UPL. We did a good job defensively. It wasn't a perfect game, but we had bodies in the shooting lanes, sticking to the sticking sticks in the shooting lanes. Akposo, we played more of a mature game tonight. We made mistakes, but it's getting better. Uh, we were pretty inspired by Mister Clifton's speech in Montreal. Get some greasy goals. Says they need to continue to have that mentality. Gets in that throw pucks in that. Like it shouldn't take a player on your team's dad though to like say stuff like that, man. Like you should just know to do that, right? You should know to do that. Um, it's not hard to get to the net. These guys have been doing this their entire career. Like this isn't something that should be taught at the pro level. Um, this isn't something that should be new to them or learned at this point of the season. Um, yeah, with that being said, uh, just keep getting bodies to the net in capital letters, underline it, star it, highlight it, circle it. That's going to be the key for them to winning, uh, from here on out and putting less space in between them and whoever happens to sit in the wild card. Um, from Ricky's channel, heard Donnie Meatballs hoping the fathers will stay so they can motivate them before the game because he can't. He can't play middle of the week at a quiet key bank center. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming that's a joke. Okay. I was like, that's no way he said that. Uh, <laughs> you had me there for a second, Ricky. Um, yeah, I, listen, I uh, 
I, 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 I'm excited that I'm sure, you know, if anyone's seen that movie trouble with the curve, there was a scene in there where Clint Eastwood's character suggests that a struggling player in the brave system have their, have his parents come visit him. Uh, Cause in his experience, that always tends to like, you know, inspire better play. And then he went on a tear. Uh, maybe stuff like that does help these guys, you know, having their dads around, um, you know, inspires better play. I don't know. Like, listen, if that's what it takes, don't let them leave. Do not let them leave. Especially UPL's father. Don't let them leave. Uh, City of Buffalo will front their hotel bill if uh, if Pagula won't. So that being said, guys, remember this is brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market or premier uh, bar and tap room in all of Western New York uh, with eight different locations and over 300 beers to choose from open seven days a week from 11:30 a.m till 10 30 p.m and later and one of the only kid and dog friendly bars in all western new york and buffalo go apparel one of the best places to get all of your buffalo sports apparel needs i'm a big hats guy two of the hats i showed you at the top of the hour the bills uh snapback the nfl shield buffalo logo and of course, the Buffalo Hockey NHL Shield trucker hat, and uh, got a little bit of a winter hat here. I'm sure, same design, pretty cool stuff from over at Buffalo Logo, and they'll be producing our merchandise here fairly soon. So keep an eye out. I know they were teasing it last week. Uh, that being said, guys, I'm gonna get out of here and just enjoy the rest of my Saturday night. You guys have a good night. Sabers win two to one. Um, one more comment here. Just shoot more other than trying to make the perfect play. Rob Ray expresses frustration with that tonight. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, but I couldn't agree with you more. That being said, guys, you have a good Saturday night. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, as always, go Sabres.
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.